Oh yeah, so those thumbnails. So Spe- Species is just one of those films that I've mm. always, I, oh, and I'll mention this when we do the pod. It. I remember watching it on like ITV late at night, and thinking, oh, this is this is really cool. And I've never seen it since. But it's been those films like I really want to watch this at some point. I really want to watch this at some point. I remember yeah, it being I cool, but I also I don't remember, feel like I've seen it all. Yeah, I think I've seen bits of it. I also remember getting confused with Mimic. Uh, yeah, they came, they came around the same time. But this was better, uh, mm-hmm. but then we got yeah, House of the Body Cemetery. That's quite a nice visual, and yeah, well, the maximum mean... overdrive is just mad. <laughs> I mean, that just sums up the entire film, to be quite honest. Yeah, the giant truck with a green goblin face on it. It's it is mental, I, and it was on not that long ago. I did watch it, but I'll definitely watch it again because it's. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I, I'm aware of how ludicrous it is. It's one of those. It was just like when we watched it the other week. It was just on. It was like, oh, let's see if there are any films on, like going through the freeview channels, and yeah, it was like, yep, that's Maximum Overdrive. Right, let's we'll we'll leave this on. And it's it's yeah, it's always one of them. I've never I've never consciously sat down and gone, <laughs> oh yeah, let's watch Maximum Overdrive, but I seem to have seen it come across it quite a few times where it's just been on and you think ah oh, yeah go on I'll leave it on Crackers do you know what film. do you know what other films you wouldn't just decide to just ah uh, let's sit down and pop on and watch go on Tom what other films would you not just decide I, to watch I'm surprised you had the nerve to show your face today I yeah <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> it was bad wasn't it <laughs> welcome back to all the Drag- uh, 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 Go on, welcome back to the Dreadcast. Here he we pick, are. He picks today's films and introduce and, and interrupts me during the intro. The state of this episode is going to be off the. This, this is like an episode that if we had a Patreon would be. Oh, this is the one you got to pay. For. This is going to be the shitty one you've got to pay for. This is not your <laughs> everyday Dreadcast episode. But. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dreadcast. This is episode 46. I'm Tom. This is Aiden. Hi. Hello. Hi, horror nerds. <laughs> oh, Look. wow. What a film Look. we have in store for you on today's episode. Outwaters, that's all I'm going to say. Is a Martin <laughs> Scorsese masterpiece compared to today's <laughs> It's pick. fucking not. We all get one, okay? <laughs> that's we all, it. The score everyone... is now tied. Everyone one gets all. one. The counter will be somewhere on the screen here. I'm going to add a counter. We all get one on the show. Um, and even with the Outwaters, we, we, me and you, would watch the trailer. Yeah. Yes, we'd watch the trailer. Yeah. That's the problem. The trailer was really well cut. Because it, it sort of led you into, okay, this is very chill. Then suddenly... You are you are left with what the fuck did I just watch? When you watch the film, you're left with what the fuck did I just watch, but not in the same context. <laughs> and no, well this this was yeah. I didn't watch a trailer for this. This was just it kept popping up on Amazon Prime, whatever. Should saying. And it just, it kept, every time I was looking, sitting, you know, you'd sit there, you scroll through, you're looking for something to watch. Yeah. I kept scrolling past this Antrim. It's like, I'll watch that one day. I'll watch that one day. So when it came to picking a film for the pod, 
was like, you know what? Right, this is a good chance. This is a good time to watch it. Yep. And boy, am I glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, so am I. So am I. Um, all right, before we get into today's film, Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made. The shittiest movie ever made. <laughs> I'm all like, am I right, folks? Um, couple of points. Couple of points. Do go back and check out last week's episode on the Toxic Avenger. Um, that was really fun. Great fun. And we went way over our time. Not that we have a time, but way over the time we would have normally done because we had so much fun discussing it. So do go check it out uh, on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube, all by searching The Dreadcast. Um, do you know what? I keep forgetting I even have the account, but let's go check... Let's check, check the mailbag where there's check good the mailbag. There's not where where while I'm checking the mailbag, where can they send stuff to if they want to? I am hastily trying to look up <laughs> the address because I've forgotten. And we have no mail. We're oh, still wow. waiting on the mail. Send us That's some mail. That's probably because I always forget to tell people <laughs> what, it, what what it is, and I still can't find would, it. Would you like a, Would you like help? Throw me a bomb, yes, please. Me the, it, the, folks, if you want to send a, a message to us or uh, any horror trivia, horror questions, whatever you like, you can send it into the Dreadcast. I'm writing it down on a post-it, and I'm going to stick it to my screen <laughs> so I will it, never forget. The Dreadcast, same as the title, same as the title of the the whole show. Pod, P O D, like the great new metal band. At gmail.com. What's that email address again? It is thedreadcastpod <laughs> at gmail.com. That's right, folks. That's there right, horror go. nerds. On, there it is. It's on, it's on a post-it. It's being stuck. It's official now. It's there. Can't, can't will, forget it. I will never, ever forget. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we, unless you've already done it, but I, although I need to, download the Toxic Crusaders demo. And we need to Ooh. find time to dabble into that because it's now I have it's not there on done Steam. That yet. Ooh, I have not done that. No, I will be. So, uh, we'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah, the the game releases next year apparently, but the demo is yeah. available now. So, if uh, if you're a Toxic Avenger Crusader slash Crusaders fan, yeah, do go check out the demo now. On St- I, I believe it is only a Steam game. Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I believe it's on like PlayStation Store or Xbox Store. Let's have a quick browse. I uh, think it's only on Steam at the minute. Um, whether it'll get, I could. I mean, I could totally see it getting a Switch port. Um, it's a Switch game, isn't it? It really yeah. is. Yeah, but uh, then again, how big? I say how big is the Toxic Avenger? It's massive as far as I'm concerned. But I appreciate that <laughs> probably not everybody remembers the cartoon because this is the game's born based on the cartoon. Um, yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's Switch, PS4, PS5. Oh, it is getting the full. It's going to release to everything. That's great. Yeah, all that's around great the board. Perfect. So, go check it out, folks. Um, I mean, it, it's a, it, it's going to be a great beat 'em up. If you like the Turtles beat 'em up games, yeah. if you like the you know the old school Simpsons arcade, um, what else was that? Double Double Dragon, um, Final Streets Fight, Streets of Rage, all of those kind of things. Then you know. Believe... It's gonna, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a good fun beat 'em up. So there's no reason not to check it out. I wouldn't have thought. Leave the I can't uh, see it... him doing a bad job. 
Yeah, Alien vs. Predator was beat em up as well, which I remember oh, being. Oh, yes, it was. That was that was a really good game. I used to look, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. You play because um, you could play as Dutch or the Predator or there was a lady character. A lady? There was a lady character. I can't remember what she was called. But I think it was an amalgamation of stuff from comics mm. and various things all jammed in. Yeah, it was good. On the subject of games oh. as well, something that we didn't mention last time, although we did talk about the Friday the 13th game going cheap and you know it being a limited time before the server shut and everything. Harry Manfredini has revealed that he's Ooh. currently involved with a new Friday the 13th video game that's being made. Did see um, that, yes. Details on it are very, very scarce. I don't think there's any mention of who's making it or what type of game it's going to be yeah, uh, or anything like that. Although, I did see an article that suggested that it definitely wasn't going to be an asymmetrical multiplayer type of affair. Um, but there is, apart from Harry saying he's working on it or he's been involved in it, there's like no other information as yet. It's all very hush hush early days you know what genre that could fall into like i i'm not the biggest fan of the uh is it super giant or su uh, super massive games um i'm not a big fan of their their games like until dawn and all of them uh it, what that's exactly what i think it'll be, to be quite i feel honest. it would have to fall into that category mm. i feel um unless it's uh Something like Alien Isolation, or oh yeah, good shout, yeah, yes, um, or the or Resident Evil Seven. Hmm. Uh, no, I think I think you're right with Isolation. Things. I think you're right with Isolation because yeah, that would fit. That would fit. I mean, personally, I prefer kart racing. Probably the first kart racing. <laughs> you know, they they. Why not? They, wow. they already established in the game, Friday the 13th game, and throughout the films, obviously, there's loads of different iterations of Jason. J Jason. Say you have eight, eight, you've got eight different iterations of Jason. Oh, God, iterations of Jason. Have you been drinking this morning? Uh, this is not just <laughs> coffee in here. I'm you've Irished up that coffee. <laughs> well, I had to for today's episode. It was going to be a hard one. So. <laughs> yeah, fair one. As you could get eight different Jasons, and now you've got your your grid lined up right there. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the big chibi heads and <laughs> yeah, oh, there we go. That would be that would be good. Friday the Thirteenth cart race, not just horror Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yes, horror horror cart racing. Horror cart. Yeah. Super yeah, horror cart. It, I think you're right though. Alien Isolation or something like the Until Dawn would and be I, the best I fit think... for it. I think all I think the Dark Pictures anthology style quarry until dawn. I, th I think that works better because mm. you've got uh, because they're they're like essentially like interactive movies, those kinds of games mm. um, with branching stories and different you know different outcomes depending on who survives and and whatnot. The problem with Alien Isolation, <laughs> an Alien Isolation style game set in that universe, is that it's just going to be you and Jason and yeah it's it'd be difficult to add extra threat in there i think 
It might oh, end up just being a yeah. bit sparse, a bit bland at times. You know what Is I it, mean? Didn't Isolation have the androids? And Isolation did have extra enemies in, in terms of yeah. the androids. Uh, but I think the alien lends itself better to being a little bit more of a omnipresent threat mm. in that it can travel through vents and... Mm. Whereas, okay, in the movies, Jason does pop up left, right, and center, and we don't really know. But I, I don't know. It's just something about it seems kind of, I don't. I think it'd be good. If it's done well, it'd be good, and it could necessarily work. But if you're giving me the choice between the two styles, I'm going more... I'm leaning more towards the Dark Pictures um, supermassive mm. style working just that little bit better. But we'll see. It's like I said, there's not really any info out there at the minute, so... Well, it's the anybody's. fact if he's working on the at least sound design of it, that's the sound's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. the sound's going to be epic. Um, yeah, it also will come down to who's working on it, who's developing it, who's publishing it. Um, if it turns out to be, I don't know, say an EA push it out the door or Epic push it out the door game, it's going to be. It's going to be buggy as hell. It's going to have a battle pass. It's going to be a cash. Oh, it's going to be painful. Loot boxes. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be painful. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's a very, you said, we'll very see. early days. Very early days. As I say, yeah, it was just a, and a little note considering what we're talking about. I forgot to mention it last week when we were talking about the, the other um, Gun Interactive Friday the 13th game. Um, that, you know, you know, don't be too sad because we're potentially getting, we're supposedly getting another one on the way. Um, yeah using that that license but time will tell and again on video games we oh, i don't know if we talked about this last time the they announced uh the price and pre-orders for texas chainsaw massacre and it's oh a lot, I it's, no i think this was a conversation we had i don't know if yeah on the pod and only 40 quid i mean yeah it's not a big game but nowadays that i mean especially like we talked about nintendo it doesn't matter a new game will always be around 60, 70. PlayStation and Xbox are 70 pounds. So even if it doesn't have as much content as, say, an Elden Ring, you know, for example, 40 quid still for a video game is good these days. Yeah. Especially for a classic, a. classic pricing. Yeah, especially for a game that you're quite passionate about. Uh, oh, 30, 35 pounds on Amazon for PS5. Perfect. And it's cross-play as well, folks. So if you uh, only have one yeah. console, it's fine. Um, but I yeah, very much looking forward to that. And we, I think we we could definitely dabble in some more game content for the channel now. Like we're, we're looking to the Toxic Crusaders. We'll get a few runs on that. I mean, we don't we don't need to do full Let's Plays or series. We just dabble. We will just hit you know. Uh, just of... you know, particularly with new upcoming stuff that yeah. that is coming out that is co-op or it is multiplayer. We could uh, we could and should do mm. some dreadcast special live streams of Texas Chainsaw or whatever agreed, else. Agreed. That'd be good fun. Right. Is that all the? Fun st is, is that all the interesting stuff? That is all the interesting the stuff. That is all the yes, the the uh, extra extra right. flavour. Thanks for listening, folks. That is the end of today's episode. <laughs> uh, we just want it was a short one don't, this week. Just something. yeah, don't watch Antrim. It's more it's more the news. This was more the news network, the, the news episode. You know, just getting the bits and bobs out the way. 
for the week. Um, fuck's sake. All right. So this week's episode is Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made. Go. Oh, well. <laughs> can I just say, it's, can I just say one thing? Don't, 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 we normally, like, maybe people don't listen to the episodes because they haven't watched the film. Mm-hmm. So I do that with some other movie review sites. I won't watch yeah, their yeah. review because I don't want to get spoiled. Don't watch this film. Just don't watch it. Don't waste an hour and a half listen, watching listen this film. Listen to us telling do you Do not watch it. it. Yeah. And then, and, and just, just accept that. Right. Well, exactly. it's not. I, I do have some positive things to say about this. I have and, a couple. I have a couple. And th- one of one of the things is how this film is presented. So essentially, we're dealing with a found footage film, but it's a little twist on the found footage genre because it's not, yeah. you know, police tapes or FBI tapes or or whatever, and mm. of, of some you know bad shit going down. Antrim is a movie a, so supposedly produced in the 70s that go that was responsible for it, but it was presented at a bunch of film festivals people saw it bad things happened this film then goes missing mm. and then we the the antrim that you can watch is presented as the only surviving print of this film being found and here it is yeah so it's bookended by various uh people talking about it talking about the production in the 70s talking about these various incidents that happen then you're given a sort of warning about what you're about to watch mm. and then you're presented with the movie okay. antrim um that's that's also features this this supposed like copy of the film print of the film is all also being tampered with by an unknown third party Mm. And there are scenes in there that have been sort of spliced in from an unknown source. Mm. Um, so which is which is interesting. It's a nice twist that I liked. It's a nice twist on the found footage um, setup. Um, it, it's it's framed quite well that you've got this. You know, you've got these professors and these authority uh, authority figures talking about it. Then here's the film, and then it's it's capped off at the end with you know so a little bit more talking head sort of stuff. Um, the actual storyline of the film itself, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read off the. Um, Why would you read it off a website? Do you not know I'm it? I'm gonna. I don't know. Do you not know what the plot was? Like, do you not remember <laughs> yeah. what the plot no. was? Hey. What? I mean, in broad strokes, in broad strokes, God. yes. But I think the way it's been written here by this person on on the IMDb page is just nice and succinct. And oh, it just um, makes it a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Why it does not? make it, it a bit easier. easier. So, I, go for, I mean, refusing. <laughs> Yeah, go on, go on. So, go on, refusing go on, no. to accept that his recently euthanized dog Maxine is now burning in the pits of hell, devastated young Nathan finds himself tormented by constant nightmares and infernal visions. To ease his suffering, Nathan's older sister Aurelie takes him on a trip to the Grim Woods to find the fabled spot where Lucifer himself fell to earth when he was cast out of heaven and opened a portal to the unknown. Now bent on rescuing the dead dog's soul, the determined siblings follow the unholy instructions of a genuine grimoire, digging their way through the inner layers of the netherworld. However, as they delve deeper and deeper into the cursed realm, disturbing incidents start to occur, as dark signs tell the unprotected explorers of the supernatural to leave when You're they wrong. still can. <laughs> 
Is Aurelie's mind playing tricks on her? Have they indeed unearthed Hell's unfathomable secrets? Um, so yeah, it's essentially two kids digging their way to hell to rescue their dog. <laughs> I thought it was his mum. <laughs> no, it's a dog. <laughs> no, I thought the... I didn't know that was his sister. I thought that was his mum. Oh, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, they're brother and sister. <laughs> They're brother and sister. So so this is so this is supposedly what they're doing. And the I think the the general sort of setup and the, the idea is that the deeper they dig, the weirder stuff gets around them and you know, the more sort mm. of visions and closer the closer to hell they're getting. What actually happens is that they wander into another film with some backward Satanists that try and cook them in a giant baphomet and then they randomly find the dog at the end. <laughs> it just finishes. Yeah, I I didn't even I didn't even see that bit. I didn't <laughs> even I didn't even catch the ending. I'll be well, honest. they, they finish. They, they find the dog and it finishes, and then it goes back to the girl like having a backfill backfill in the hall and freaking out and screaming into the trees. It's yeah, it, it's it's fucking rubbish. Let's be honest. Now, it's terrible. The, yeah, the way you described that. It sounds that like this could be a wild ass film. It's, like it sounds it, interesting. You can see why my interest was peaked. Yeah. Why I kept looking at this thing, thinking, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch that one day." That could that plot that sounds mental. It could be a, a with the the budget and the proper production and not done like this, just as a film. It could be mad, mad fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's ludicrous. It's 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 past the point of like really sur- like surreal serious horror it's just batshit crazy but that's great mm-hmm. we we could have had real good fun with this yeah all of that that you just described happens at the most minimalist level yeah no- nothing extreme really happens no they should be a, dig- a... <sighs> they should just dig <laughs> up stupid... with a squirrel <laughs> the little yeah the little stop yeah motion yeah i wrote that down yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So, let's start with. So it's like a mockumentary style. The whole, the, like you said, mm-hmm. we've got Antrim. What you just described is Antrim, but what we've yeah. watched is Antrim: colon, The deadliest movie ever made. So that's like the title of this mockumentary, where inside it has the film Antrim. Yeah, yeah. Now, are the people that they speak to? They're all actors, right? Everybody's an actor, yeah, yeah. Okay, it wasn't a case of, like, this guy actually is a, uh, a film journalist and he in real life, in our real life, but they've just got him on this and pretending that Antrim is real and he's, like, pretending. Oh, no. As okay. far as I'm aware, no. As far okay. as I'm aware, everybody everybody is an actor and that is that is just, like I said, the, the way it's framed. And I think it's, it's done. That is done well. It, I agree. I agree. It's presented as... You might expect. I mean, when they they do documentaries about you know the the production of the uh, the Exorcist being cursed and the production yeah. of yeah. Poltergeist being cursed, and there are documentaries out there that talk about these supposed cursed films that oh cursed you know, films yeah the, yeah the series yeah exactly <laughs> um, where you know bad the subject matter of the film is so dark and evil mm. that it's essentially cursed the production and cursed. This goes one step further and suggests that it's so dark and evil that it curses anybody that watches it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're presented with a bunch of different cases of people dying in horrific accidents 
either during the screenings of or shortly mm. after uh, watching the film. And like I said, it's done very well, and it's probably testament to maybe the limited distribution of this film or how well known it is mm. that if you do Google it, it's not immediately apparent that it's not actually real in that, you know, they, they, they mm. are attributing real deaths to a, a, a made up film. Um, you, at first glance, it does look like there was, I think one of the big events is support because I think it claims it's responsible for the death of about 63 people or something. Yeah. The theater in Budapest. Mm. And they were, they were trying if, to if, explain it would have caught fire in the projector room. In the, in the film, yeah. in the film room, but I, I think it, they said it didn't. Mm -hmm. But it, that that fire wasn't real, right? That, no, no, no. Made, it, yeah. It's all made up for the movie. But if you yeah. if you Google the movie, you search for the film, and you're trying to you know you're trying to find plot synopsis about it, it. It's almost like there's a few people that didn't get the memo that it's all real, and there are it. Do, there's a few articles that do read like, yeah, th this happened. This is a yeah. real curse movie. So it it's almost managed to achieve that sort of Blair Witch level, not maybe not that kind of yeah. level, but verging on that sort of Blair Witch uh, early internet. This is that problem that it was thing. so incredibly successful and it was so long ago Blair Witch and obviously this is 2018, this well, that this, this mockumentary of Antrim is 2018. Like, but when was Antrim Antrum is it just from the late seventies. I don't think we ever get an actual date for. And and that's real. It's not they're saying the film Antrum's from the late seventies, but it was actually filmed in two thousand eighteen. The whole thing, is that the case? Well, the whole the whole thing the whole thing was filmed in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but it's shot as a film. From that's the it. That's it. Yeah. You 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 can't. Oh, what's what's the phrase? You um, is it lightning in the bottle? We can't do it twice like what well, you've you've you peaked with Blair Witch in that not just found footage but that particular style mm -hmm. that this that especially with the marketing for Blair Witch like this was this real like it obviously yeah. had people on the edge like is this is this legit real is this a fucking snuff film like is this no it's not but that's the point that's it did such a great job of making you think that yeah and you try and do it again in a different way it just it will never hit the same Mark, it it's the first never time. it's not it's not and there's a lot of um i mean there's 30 years near enough between the yeah. two the internet was in its infancy and uh, mm. when blair witch came out and it was a lot easier for this sort of viral thing uh sort of marketing and whatever to take hold because we we couldn't find information so uh easily as we can yeah. now but Having said that, I think this is a reasonable stab at trying to do something similar. Mm. It's let down, I think, by the content of the of the film. And yeah, the that's the weakest part. That that's is the problem. Yeah, the way it's presented, the way it's framed, is like you know, it gives you a little countdown with a warning to say like you know, are you absolutely sure you want to watch this? Yeah. And you've got sort of twenty seconds to get out of the theater if you don't. Um, I like that. I generally yeah, like I did. It gives a bit all of, of that anxiety to it. Yeah, all of the book ending and all of the framing of this film being 
like cursed mm. is is done really well and is interesting and is something I've not seen a lot of. Um and and like I say, I think it's comparable, although not as successful as it, it's comparable to how they marketed Blair Witch back in mm. the nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it's refreshing mm. and kind of cool to see somebody having another go at that. The problem is the film that is supposedly so horrific and cursed that it causes people to get killed is shit. It's sort of to sum it up, yeah, shit. It's just <laughs> that, shit. That's the issue. It's the film, but which you know is the bulk of the runtime of the the movie is this supposedly yeah. cursed film that's the, just not very good. The key thing that you're meant to be after you've been told how evil and cursed it is that you're meant to be watching and thinking okay okay why is this why is this so i'm still waiting what why is this cursed what what's going on nothing's going on have you have you ever seen lake mungo yes uh yes yeah now it was okay i wasn't blown Mm. away by it that's how this should have been done like it started off like there's a story okay when and they started with it in this film talking about the film you just let the the film being Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made, be all about the film, not showing the film. Maybe show clips in here. Lake Mungo is about um, a family living by a lake and the daughter drowns in the lake, but then more paranormal events start occurring in the house and they they, try, they start to set up cameras. They're trying to capture it, but at the same time, they're interviewing the family, uh, family friends, uh, looking at past video footage of kids and whatnot, all that sort of stuff trying to discuss uh, discover what's going on it's all fake they're all actors but it feel if you really try to get immersed in it it feels real it's presented and, really well and it's very very good and you yeah. don't get enough time in this because there's only i want to say 50 10 15 minutes maybe mm. of the mockumentary style at the beginning and then we're yeah. straight into antrim the shitty film if mm. they had done the whole film as a mockumentary interviewing people showing snippets of the film talking about that might have been better yeah yeah we're talking about but... um all the events that happen in uh the squirrel um the dead body was it real or the grimoire like the book where did the book actually come from where did they the filmmakers did they discover that and then use it in their film like little things like that yeah, that's the thing, because we're presented, we're told, and, and it is, that Antrim is a film. It's not a documentary from the 70s. It's it's a movie, like The Wicker Man's a movie, like yeah. The Exorcist is a movie. It is a movie intended for theatrical release. But there's something so like weird about it that it's um, it's caused all these, these accidents and, and stuff, yeah. or it's been blamed for all these accidents. The other interesting thing that's not made a big enough deal about is that this cutting, this print of the movie that we're presented with, mm. has third-party footage spliced into it. Um, yeah, little snippets where there's like there. black and white little frames mm. of dead bodies and 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 weird things like scrolled graffiti on bathroom walls and stuff like that. It'd be a more interesting premise to be somebody investigating what that is and where that's come from, and you know you could have, like again 
in a mockumentary style, have somebody analysing these bits. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover. We took it to a film editor to look into it. Yeah. So I was looking at the film. If you and slow, if we it, we slow down it down and here. this and do yeah, that, yeah, yeah, could have done something there. Yeah. Um, but no, they don't do that. They just present you with this film in its entirety and we're supposed to be scared by it. And I'm going to read one of my notes, which, which will... Hang on, one second. Go ahead. Where were we? I'll cut that out. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to read one of my notes, which kind of sums up. Oh, that's um, it. Antrim, the best film ever made. Yes. yes, 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 yes. So, well, there's a couple. There's a couple of different ones. But this was um, not that far into it. Mm -hmm. so, just based on the previous note is... Um, Oh, the the man, the random man that appears, the sort of naked. Um, oh, the Asian gentleman. Asian fella. Looks yeah. like he wants to com commit. Uh, is it seppuku? Seppuku. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So it was. It was not not long after that, which is not very long into the film. Shite, weird for weird's sake. I hate this about modern horror. It's outwaters again. Or oh, everyone will be unsettled by this, and that is scary. Sorry, I'm just bored. I, bored is the key word. I was and bored. A little bit later on, this is towards the end of the film. Yeah. Terrible. Absolute waste of time. I hate this new horror. <laughs> Unsettling experiences. It's just pretentious bullshit. Not scary, just boring. Like Noel Fielding's luxury comedy probably only appeals to whoever made it. Praised as groundbreaking by people who want to be in. It's the Emperor's new fucking clothes. Crap. <laughs> Man, that's just a solid review. Like if you're a film journalist, that's a solid review of it. you got so oh, many points in there. Binaural beats, sound frequency. Ooh, scary. <laughs> so now that's it, that's the one thing I did like. I like the, really, the sound design. Uh, so, not all of see, it. I like some of the sound design. But it but, it, but <sighs> it is this. It is this thing, and we're seeing it increasingly. And I've still not watched it, but it, it Skinnerink is another oh, example yeah. of this sort of horror experience. Yeah. Um and. The longer I leave that film, the less inclined I feel like watching it because I keep seeing more and more people saying the same sort of thing as this, where it's, yeah, this, like, oh, we're being weird and edgy and subversive by not making a traditional film in the traditional format. And it's, I, find, I personally find it really, really dull. I agree. It's not it's not scary, but mm. that's fine. Not every horror film has to be like absolutely crap your pants scary. Mm. But they do have to be entertaining. Mm. Mm. They do have to be interesting and keep my, you yeah. know, attention to watch. And this this new trend of these, you know, experiences and unsettling images and unnerving sound, it, it just doesn't do it for me at all. And yeah, that's what this is. I think the thing with with the sound design, which is very can be unnerving and weird at times. I mean, weird is a very generic word, but it's a word to describe it. Like very unnatural sounds. 
it it needs uh it needs the part a good partner in the sense of an entertaining film to watch as well mm. like you said you look at something like the texture chainsaw massacre the original sound design in that is all over the place at times yeah oh yeah it's really obscure and unnerving and uneasy at times but it's got the film is itself to yeah, go, yeah, yeah. to mesh well with it this didn't have that the film the, the story and whatever was going on was boring there was nothing to complement with the sound design. I mean, so boring that they essentially abandon it and turn it into a backwards yeah. cannibal Hicks. Satanist yeah. exploitation thing halfway through, where they suddenly decide that they're bored of the children digging a hole, so the children get on a boat and cross the lake and get captured mm. by underpant-wearing Satanists. <laughs> yeah, the the thing with them as well. I mean, where did I get? Oh, one one just very side note. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the narrator at the beginning. Mm. I didn't like. I didn't think that was a good job. Anyway, let me take that one off. Um, when we get to those status, you said the film sort of tails off. They've got this big. Um, what what does it call a bath bath? It's baphomet. I can never. Yeah, it's it. a big a big scrap metal yeah. effigy of baphomet. That is on the marketing for this and the posters and images mm-hmm. and everything. I envision that being, I don't know, some sort of demon that comes out of this hole that they're digging and it turns out to be a barbecue. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. It's just it's but a barbecue. But I really like that poster. I really, really like that poster. You've got the, the simple text, the title, you've got the Baphomet statue and then the, the kids... You know the, the the girl holding a little brother and flames behind them. Yes, it's very it's reminiscent of the Wickerman, um, and obviously all that seventies folk horror sort of stuff that I really like. And these really like my jam. This one, so this other one's really good as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that as well with the um, the, yeah. the sort of scratched runic lettering. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so you can see why this film like captured my interest because yeah. I was looking at it and thinking, oh yeah, is this. Okay, it's it's a spoof, not a spoof. Well, yeah, maybe spoof is the right word. It's a spoof of these sort of seventies um, folk horror type things. Um, yeah, I'm dying for that. Watching that, yeah, that. I'm at Al Gal wear that t-shirt. <laughs> no one wear no or a single person or cast and crew has that t-shirt. I'd, okay? I'd just scrape the title of the movie <laughs> off and just keep the. Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a pretty metal t-shirt mm-hmm. if you scrape the yeah. title off. Um <sighs> So yeah, yeah, it's got so it's got so it's got it's got these vibes. But like I said, it's that's that side of it, it is is not the plot of the film. It's not related no. to them. It's just it just so happens to be some other Satanists in the area. Or if we're supposed to believe that it's not real and it's part of their imagination, it's very grounded in reality because they've got this whole junkyard, backwoods, hillbilly vibe going on. But they also happen to be Satanists and yeah, it's well and cannibals. I think there are plenty of human mm. remains scattered around the place, and they're essentially keeping the you know they capture the kids to to cook them. Yeah, because there's someone um, inside that somebody is inside yeah yeah, barbecue inside the baphomet Baphomet barbecue which is also metal as hell and i know loads of people that kill for a barbecue like that 
I mean, yeah, it's up there with the the Lord of the Rings barbecues of like yeah. uh, the Witch King's head. Yeah. <laughs> um. This this also this film is like one big Ringu video, in a way, the film, mm. because of the it's cursed. You know, oh this this film is cursed. And you're gonna die. Like, but the ring and the Ringu video is at the same time, I guess, an experiment, an experience. Where yeah. if you just isolate it to the video, the itself. actual video itself, yeah. But that there's something about it. It's that is still disturbing and just unsettling. The video. Mm. I think, yeah. Just, I just mean, watching that, that, it's just maybe that's just done better. But that that's what I mean about these sort of modern horror films are trying yeah. to basically make those yeah. real life versions of the Ringu video, mm. and are just boring. I mean, it might bore me to death. It might, it might kill me in that fashion. Because anyone could do bored. it. You, you just take a camera out and go, go to a field and just film one tree on a hill, five yeah. seconds, and then your next cut is, I don't know, you're, you're, uh, you've got a house in the countryside and there's, you've just, yeah, you an actress, a friend, like an old woman standing in the, in the window just looking down. Yeah. And you film that, Stick and then your, your next cut is, I don't know. A pig's carcass, or something. Like, yeah, some random, roadkill or something. Random just shit. Just stick like a that. black and white filter over the whole top of it. Scratches. And then some and... some weird, yeah, gra- grainy footage, uh, grainy effects. Some some sort of string instrument over the top of it. Bam! That's your neck. We've just did. We've just. We'll call it the Dread Cast. We'll release it. That's our new horror hit of twenty twenty three. Oh, and it's cursed, by the way. Oh, it's cursed. Yeah, we'll just tell <laughs> it's people. Cursed. It's cursed. We'll tell people that somebody got. You know, somebody brought the leg during production. But, but it comes with a free fro- frozen ice cream, frozen yogurt. <laughs> the frozen yogurt is also cursed. But it's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let, let, let's let talk about the, yeah, like you mentioned the, uh, the, the Asian gentleman who has just appeared and wanted to kill himself. Uh-huh. All the other additions that sort of take place. So we've got the squirrel. Yeah, the the stop motion squirrel. Yeah, I, I, was, I was speechless when I saw that. I I was kind of because they're digging, they're digging, and the sister points out there's a demon, but it's disguised as a squirrel. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping they weren't going to show it, and you just leave it to your imagination. But they showed it, and they showed a lot for a lot of footage of it, and it's just a shitty little stop motion squirrel. <laughs> not doing anything sitting there minding its own business well it kind of moves <sighs> and then later on there's a a corpse uh, Moe's just left a corpse by the tree behind the um I I don't even remember do they find it do they do they um I've just I've just brought that scene up okay um and it's just there it's there for a, it's a visual just effect really it's, it's just that no they're just they don't even notice it they're just running around um yeah and then the uh, running around their tent and the camera pulls back and as yeah. the camera pulls back there's a corpse next to this tree um are you meant to be like oh my god oh, look at that Why and then it cuts there? to the book so they've got yeah. this book as well and it keeps um it keeps cutting to the shots of the book and the pages mm. turn and it'll it'll be a chapter heading which is the first layer, the second layer, and this is this supposed 
angle that the deeper they get, the weirder things start to happen, and mm. and the visions increase. And I think that I think that um, that suicide um, or a potential suicide guy is like they're so far down into hell that mm. you know they've seen the first ghost kind of thing, and that's what I once thought. Like, is this because they don't really dig that far? If I'm honest, no. Um, by going through each level, they're not actually entering hell. They're, uh, well, how did I write it down? Uh, the idea is that with each level they dig down, the world around them becomes that level of hell. Like the vision. Yeah, I think. That... Yeah, I think that's what it's what's meant to what it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. but they don't but dig yeah, that you... far down. No, they don't <laughs> dig that far down. And like and like we said, they they get. I mean, this this little kid is like what four foot tall and. He gets to about shoulder height on himself, yeah. so there's maybe they maybe dig a three foot hole. Um, pathetic. <laughs> it's a bad. It's, it's a bad. Pathetic. Effort. But then they do just give up and they go yeah. off wandering and suddenly find themselves in this this cannibal junkyard. So they they it just abandons this whole yeah. premise that they dig into hell anyway. And I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or or not really because the the hole was kind of boring and not very much was happening with it. So good that they abandoned it, but also then you've just kind of shoehorned in satanic cannibals. It, yep. it's, it, again, it's just weird and weird for weird's sake. And there's two, there's two. It throws a lot at you. But does nothing sticks? I no. think is, no. is the best way to say it. Um, so yeah, this, this is definitely up there with the worst interpretations of hell <laughs> that we've we've <laughs> we've talked about this in a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I like I I actually like the idea of not physically stepping into hell, going to a location, and it just becoming. Around you, you're sort. It's just mm-hmm. you. You've. Uh, I. I wouldn't even say they've entered a portal. They've. Yeah, how would you describe it? Uh, by digging, say they dig it down. They dug properly. Mm. And an excavator. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they come back up from the and the world around them is different. Trees mm. are dead. I like that idea that it changes around them. But it was executed poorly, very poorly. I mean, everything was executed poorly. What? What was the thing in the boat? Was it like a naked person in the boat? Oh, there was a naked person in the boat. They're just, and again, it's just, oh, what can we do? Right, yeah. think about something weird, uh, like you know, they've named pulling random That's things wacky. out of a hat. Yeah, naked woman boat. Whatever. Yeah, put them together. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, there's the kid where the, there's the scene later on. Um, it's like, I mean, it's about an hour and a half is is this film, yeah. And it's about and if there's was what maybe 10, 15 minutes of preamble, so we've got it's like forty five minutes into Antrim the film. Um, there's this scene and it's like a flashback of the kid meeting a demon that beckons to him from behind a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. It's just this. It, she's remember. It's it's again. It's very weird. So the the sister Aurelie is remembering 
like it's like keeps coming back to her so and then back to this black and white uh footage of her brother nathan um in this back alley and it's yeah it, it's just like a uh, it's Can this film's canadian so i'm assuming it's like behind a convenience it's one of those sort of big wide like alleyways that they have in the states behind yeah, a convenience yeah, store yeah. or something like that. It's a couple of big dumpsters and yeah he's just he's like he, oh it's the kid telling his sister about it, and he's just sort of saying oh yeah this thing it showed me things and it just shows this arm coming out from behind this dumpster and just sort of beckoning to him and he goes over there and it's just the silhouette of a woman and because that's um, some behind yeah. her and she's all in shadow because of it and she just does that you know the old the creepy sort of head tilt i've got it up now um, just looking at it yeah I, I don't remember this. I don't remember this clip at all. I must have skipped I, this part. This but, feels I mean, but, highly. This this shot alone, the way it's shot, feels highly student. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But there's so that's supposed to be that's supposed to be the demon. Yeah. Um. That. That. Uh, that is. Uh, summoned by the film, I think, or I, if you if you sort of buy into this cursed movie angle, it's this demon out Armin. because I think the end it's, it describes um, these sigils being added to the the print, and these sigils are supposedly yeah. like a summoning ritual. So by watching the film, it, that that's the end. That's how it ends. It essentially says, "Oh, by watching this film, because of these sigils." you've essentially just summoned this demon and you know it's yeah kind of like one one appears sort of thing. one appears on her face for half a second and one appears on his mm. face but yeah she does yeah like you said she does the head tilt the silhouette of her and yeah well, there's so there's so much the, the, the main issue with this and there, i'm struggling to describe this because you've I done a great job because I watched it about two weeks ago, two weeks was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was a, I was ahead of the curve with watching this. this movie. So excited, and <laughs> and I made my notes, and then I came to look at my notes, and none of them made any sense because I can't remember anything about the film. Yeah, and there's so much, and and you know my memory is not that bad that I can't remember a film that I watched two weeks ago unless there's nothing tangible to to sort of stick to all the images are so disparate and again just just shoe on in it's like oh we've there's a weird thing here there's a weird thing there nothing really that tangible um to 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 grip to there's no real story here it keeps changing and if you look at if you look at it only works with its framing device, I guess. If you look at Antrim as a film on its own, I'm glad that nobody this film went missing yeah, and nobody yeah, saw agree. it because it's absolute dog shit. Like, you know, the the and then they found this surviving print and then somebody would have watched it and gone, ah, it's rubbish. It's only this framing device that, like, you know, oh, now you're potentially cursed because you've watched it that even adds any sort of interest to it. But again, it's not worth sitting through an hour and no a half. No, this is not a recommendation. No.
it is a film of two halves. You're right when you mention that. Like it's it's mm-hmm. two different films in one. Antrim itself. What would have been better? Keeping it as a the the first the the the, the whole the the pit the, the the idea of hell or making it a hills have eyes crazy cannibals classic sort of. I film. mean. They're, they're, on if, a, they're on an adventure through the woods. The, the sister, they're on a hike and they stumble upon yeah. this. Very, that, you can make it I very mean, simple. Very simple. That would have been better. Satanic cannibal exploitation yeah. film. That would have been a lot better. Chuck a few more teens in there. Make it a party of teenagers rather than a brother and young brother and sister. Yeah. Lose the, lose the um, resurrecting your dead dog. Yeah. I mean, who tells, who tells the kid that the dog's in hell? Because <laughs> well, it is later it revealed. <laughs> Well, it is later revealed that the sisters made it up, and this is a so supposedly a way of like comforting the kid because the dog's died. <laughs> it's God. like, you why did why would you tell the kid the dog is in hell like in the first in the first it's a, place? It's a bit pet cemetery. But yeah, lose all that. Get just just give me yeah, give me a late seventies slasher. Yeah, you know. Yep. But if if you do that, then lose the lose the book ending of it being a cursed film. Just yeah. give me shot. Like like X, give me give yep. me late seventies style film with all the all the grainy footage and all the you know like it's shot on the sort of Super Eight handout yeah, cams whatever. Yeah. Give me a satanic exploitation bog standard found footage. Great, it ain't, it ain't broke. Good. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Just That'd keep it good. simple. Keep it simple. If you want to keep this sort of found footage cursed thing, um idea you want to do that then i think the i think the antrim portion of the film needed to be broken up there needed to be more documentary stuff and like yeah. we mentioned earlier we mentioned needed to yeah. be more analysis of the actual film and you know um because the whole film as is in the middle is not interesting enough no to to carry the idea of what it's trying to do and like i said i and i've said it a couple of times now i like the framing device oh like shut up alexa nobody actually um <laughs> do you want to watch uh, antrim again <laughs> <laughs> she's asking for a rating um i like you know i like i like the the framing device and i like the again i've made a note that uh, the documentary parts were infinitely more interesting than the actual film, yeah. and they were the smallest part. Um, so the the whole thing about these sigils and you know you've essentially just been involved in a summoning ritual or whatever that was kind of cool as well. But yeah, it needed it just it just needed to be sort of spread throughout a documentary than than this the the way they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was looking at some of the, the user reviews on IMDb and like one of them nails its tone and style but let down by a lame story. Mm. I mean... Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. And like I, I said, I didn't fair. look. I didn't look at any. What were the reviews overall? I mean, Google 2.9. Yeah. Yeah, but it's out uh, of five or ten. That's out of that's out of five. Uh, 4.9 I mean, on IMDb. There's one six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's not reviewed as badly. It's very mixed. As it is very mixed, but it's not. It's not up there. You know what I mean? It's not. I think this this one here, eight out of ten. Wow! It takes a lot to creep me out. I'm 63 and I've been watching horror films all my life. And let me tell you, I have been 
I haven't been this creeped out since I saw The Exorcist for the first time. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I made a huge mistake of starting to watch it late at night by myself. Big mistake. Had to turn it off and finish watching it in the daylight. Lol. It's fun, creepy movie, and I highly recommend it to any horror buff. This is his no. best film since The Exorcist. Since the, the Exorcist is a stone classic and genuinely scary. And 50 and, years old. So in the space of 50 years, there's been nothing, apparently. So, yeah. What have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> like, what have you? You've just, just been watching the sort of one-star scraping the barrel bargain basement things. But... I mean, I feel like a lot of the reviews are just being generous. Like, yeah. they can see what the vision was, and I can see what the vision was. Yeah, you can. You really can. It just wasn't deliver. It didn't deliver. The, the delivery was wasn't there. It wasn't ex- um, executed well enough. So I can. I, I feel like there's there's going to be a lot of fair reviews here where they sort of, where people acknowledge that. But, yeah, interesting idea, bad execution. That's it. That's, that's yeah. it. That's it. Oh, uh, ten out of ten, a great film with an amazing retro feeling. No, don't, don't use the word retro. Just you know, and you, some people are just horror wrong. masterpiece. It's not a horror masterpiece. It's not, it's it's not, not. a horror masterpiece. Come I mean, on. people say horror masterpieces <laughs> are The Exorcist, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, The Shine, like those are yeah. horror masterpieces. Which, uh, by the way, are all my picks for upcoming episodes. I'm not, I'm not taking a punt on anything random from <laughs> yeah, now <yeah>. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we ever do take a random one, it has to be something like The Beast of Bunny, which me we did early on. Oh, because yeah, we, we it know. was so shit, it was fun. It was fun mm-hmm. to watch. We knew what we were going into. It didn't take itself seriously. Could definitely um, get some of them. Some of them. On the on the back burner, the back pocket. Retro, um, the, retro. Go on, sorry. I'll say there is a there is a film that I'm uh, that I watched recently that is not great, but is an interesting premise. Yeah, and I, I'm not necessarily do it for an episode, but I'd be interested just to hear your thoughts on it if Go you on. ever get around to watching it. It's called The Headhunter from 2018, and it, it's a fantasy horror film. About a medieval warrior who has a bunch of yeah. <laughs> oh, it's totally me. If you ever if you look at it, you know <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, I've, yeah. why I've watched it. I've been weirdly obsessed with it since I see since I saw it. But essentially, he's uh, he's this monster hunter. A monster killed his daughter. His daughter's buried like sort of next to his cabin, and he goes out and kills any monster he can find. Mm. And then something comes after him, kind of thing. Um, Ooh, but it goes. Good. It, it it goes a bit weird, is all I'm saying. Not not Antrim, not Outwars weird, but yeah. maybe not quite as... The execution maybe falls down slightly. Um, but I couldn't help but be massively entertained by it when I watched it. Oh, so you, you definitely have seen it then? Oh, yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it a few weeks ago. Well, I, a few I, months ago now. As much as I'm not a big fan of some of oh in fact here we go um the one of the journalists one of the bloody disgusting journalists i'm not the biggest fan of a lot of his opinions um on twitter i'm not gonna say his name uh but he i've just clicked on uh 
uh, article about the headhunter on bloody disgusting written by this gentleman saying headhunter is the coolest 2019 horror movie you probably haven't seen but might absolutely must but even though it's got he's written by him and him saying that i'm i'm intrigued myself by the film mm-hmm. um i'm getting i mean i'm a big fan of the video game series dark souls and all the souls like games it's i'm getting it's vibes that, from that yeah it's got that grim dark vibe to it i mean again it, it the reviews are mixed the rotten tomatoes scores 95 percent, but the reviews elsewhere are a little bit mixed but it was low budget made on thirty thousand. um Oh wow! Thirty thousand dollars. I mean, it hasn't. It didn't make much more. It basically made its money back and a little bit of change. Yeah. Um, but it did something different. It, it, it was a nice because you don't get many horror films set in fantasy. No. In fantasy settings. No, you really don't. You know, unless it unless it's sci-fi. You get sci-fi. The sci-fi stuff. And even then, only really alien. Well, that mm. was a big discussion a year or two ago. There was a big discussion mm-hmm. on Twitter about that, about a film journalist uh, or film um, like columnist saying there was no good sci-fi horror films. And she was really sticking to her guns. And there were so many people saying, Alien. Aliens? Event I mean, Horizon? Probably the yeah. top ones. Predator yeah. is, is still horror. Predator sci-fi. It's, it's sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's action it's horror. horror. But there are, I mean, Event Horizon, when you really look at it, we talked about it, is dumb. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. dumb in places and it looks a bit dated, but it's still horror. But there is sci-fi horror, but fantasy horror. Let's have a look now. Be- uh, fantasy I don't horror. think there's a lot. I By the way, um, I mean- uh, folks, we're done with Antrim. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to be, I think I am, to be honest. I don't I know if I can no say more, any more about it. <laughs> Um, um yeah I, I don't know like i mean argue, you could argue that a lot of horror has fantastical elements anyway i mean wishmasters about a genie um mm. anything involving you know like an undead supernatural killer jason coming back to life as a zombie is technically <laughs> there we go is technically fantasy they, they all have you know quite a lot of them are fantastical it's elements. quite a vague word quite quite a broad word yeah, isn't yeah. it like when you but, when you think of fantasy you i personally instantly think witches elves yeah woods when I, that's what I, yeah when i say fantasy like when that. i say fantasy yeah. horror i want lord of the rings exactly with, yeah you know um a, a ghost or a witch yeah, or, you know yeah. give me a horror give me a horror movie in a castle with knights not and, modern day Oh, yeah. Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's two then. But but yeah, I don't think there are a lot. I don't think it's a setting um, that gets used a lot. Or And if it has, I mean, maybe... Is there a way to describe that type of fantasy in a different, in, a, in another I mean, genre? Mythical fantasy? Mythical, historical fantasy horror i mean i don't know grim dark high fantasy horror um i don't know what that is but I'm there was um with uh jeremy renner i believe there was a hansel and gretel film mm. that was meant to be quite I think it was more over like the top. family it was a bit more of a family action no that was meant to be thing. really violent oh, as far as i'm aware is- yeah, Hansel and Gretel. I'm fairly certain it was. What Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters? Was it not? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fantasy. Oh. Act. It's the fifteen. Oh, maybe I'm. Be... Oh, there's no wait. There's another one called Gretel and Hansel, twenty twenty. Oh yeah, I've just seen that myself. Uh, dark fantasy horror film based on German folklore tale. Okay. Uh, although the poster looks like doesn't look horror. It doesn't look. No. Doesn't look like what we're after. Doesn't look. No, but I think that's that's maybe a point. Is when they do when these fantasy horror films do come along, they tend to be adapted dark adaptations yeah. of fairy tales. Dark adaptation, you know, stuff like Little Red Riding Hood, but we've put some more blood in yeah. it, maybe some boobs. Um, Hansel and Gretel, Sleepy Hollow, yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Time good. for that as well. Got time <laughs> for that as well. But I, but it would be good. I think it would be fun to see some more, uh, more horror films with a. I agree. I agree. Just with a, or I mean, even if not necessarily fantasy, with a more historical setting. Yeah. You know, um, give me a Predator film picking off. I mean, well, we got Prey, um, which was really good, um, with the. Um, Prey was fantastic. Loved. Prey. Yeah, yeah, with uh, the the latest Predator movie. But give me give me a Predator picking up a bunch of picking off a bunch of Vikings or, um, you know, a Roman legion or something like that. Send the Predator to feudal feudal Japan times. I'll take yeah. that. I I think you're kind of onto something. I think I'm thinking Army of Darkness, but I'm thinking in a more serious sense. Think. Mm-hmm. Think, think, castle, r- rugged, rundown castle, knights and their battered armor. Uh, but there's the the woods we don't talk about. There's the forest yeah, we don't talk about. And in there, we've got some sort of demon. And then they they send a cavalry out, and they don't, mm-hmm. a couple come back like, like, hey, Aragon's getting like how he gets dragged by his horse, and when he falls off, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of visuals like that. You could really do like knights against. Uh, that's against something. I think it'd be a good, it'd be a good, would be a good setting, and I think it's a setting that needs to be explored a little bit more. Which is why the headhunter appealed to me so much. Like I, I'd say, I'll hold my hands up now and say it's not the best film I've ever seen, but it did it. It did an interesting thing with an interesting setting that we don't see a lot of in yeah. the horror genre. Um, usually, it's a fantasy film with horror, you know, that'll with a, that'll have a little trigger warning for elements of horror or whatever but yeah give me give me a bunch of crusading knights on the way back that stop at an old castle yeah that, yeah, yeah um for a, re- a rest stop at the, the castle turns into turns out to be haunted yeah and give me you know maybe not paranormal activity but give me an amityville horror house mm. haunted house movie but it's a bunch of knights staying in a castle rather than a family moving into a house that's built on top of a burial ground or whatever. I think I've got a good list here. It's on the screen rant. Um, mm-hmm. And 10 scariest horror movies set during the medieval period. And the okay. two posters at the top are Black Death with Seen Bean, who probably dies in the yeah. first five minutes, and The Headhunter. <laughs> uh, and The Headhunter. And we've got one here called The Mask of the Red Death, 1964. That's, uh, I've got that. I just I picked that up on Blu-ray not that long ago. Uh... Is this, this is the 
Hagazus. Find a general on there. Hagazus. Ah, is that on there as well? Yeah. I watched that. <laughs> you mentioned that not long ago, didn't you? Yeah, I picked, I, um, I picked that up at the same time I bought Mask of the Red Death. Yeah. When a young woman is severely abused by her mother and then left to survive on her own, in the words, she acquires certain reputation from the citizens of a local village as she matures, she labelled as a witch. A little bit witchy. Uh, Drog. Drog. D-R-A-U-G. Drog. Focusing on Vikings in the 11th century. Is it pronounced Drago? Drago? Yeah, I think... uh... Horror movie steeped in mysticism and Nordic legend. It starts with a quest undertaken by the king's men to find a missing missionary. But what the knights eventually uncover in the wilds of pagan worshipping... As Singland is something far worse than bandits. It's kind of what I we were talking about. I think I've seen this. Uh, 2018 seen on Prime. Kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, A mm. group go off and then don't come back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've seen that. Well, it was about. Uh, the Black Death. That's, uh, yeah, seen Bean. Sean Bean. Uh, when word gets out that a necromancer is bringing plague victims back from the dead, Sir Ulrich and his soldiers must travel through moors and marshes to investigate the rumours. Uh, oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Of course you have. Uh, Sauna, 2008. After years of battle, two, brothers, two brother warriors charged with patrolling the borders of Finland decide to spend time in a remote village with a mysterious swamp. The sauna there, villagers say, can wash away a man's sins, but once the brothers step inside, they come to find that they're transformed in ways they aren't exactly moral. Uh, Dracula Untold? No, that is wank. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Headhunter, yep, we talked about that. The Reckoning, 2021. This looks like a plague. They look like they've got like uh, the plague doctor, uh, doctor's masks. On. Oh, yeah. Season of the Witch. That is a Nick Cage film. Yeah, also very good. Yeah. That's about <laughs> it for that list. Yeah. Uh, Black Death. Brother, Brotherhood of the Wolf is meant to be basically like the game Bloodborne. It's a French film. Uh, the 18th century France, the Chevalier de Fronsac, I probably butchered that, and his Native American friend Manny are sent to the Gevaudan province at the king's behest to investigate the killings of hundreds by a mysterious beast. That is Bloodborne. Uh, I think I've seen The Reckoning as well. That rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was one that was on the other list, yeah. Can't remember if... I thought it was any good or not, which probably means it wasn't. Return of the... No, wait, that doesn't... No, that's wrong. Either way, by the looks of it, we're, we're looking at more horror from just sort of Victorian... There's a lot of Victorian times sort of horror. Yep. Yep. And Nordic um, stuff. But there's, there's nothing... We're not... We'll probably... We can look deeper and deeper. But as of now don't know of or can't find as easily any type of like we described medieval knights at the round table horror films you know to put it i think simply. it's i think it's an area that could be explored a little bit more and i'd like to see a, i'd like to see a, as a setting i mean not necessarily medieval pick any period yeah, in history yeah. um but yeah some more historical based or fantasy based um 
horror. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it, but so like, like, like I said, that's why the headhunter appealed to me because I thought, oh, it's a setting that's not get, that doesn't get used very often. Um, and it had a, an interesting premise. Um, and it can't be but, a found footage film. <laughs> no. what, what, how did they get this footage? <laughs> but it's cool. It's got a nice little, uh, like nice little sort of twist at the end. Yeah, no, it was decent. It was worth a watch. Um, and a damn sight better than Antrim. <laughs> how did we get on to talking about this? Because uh, we just wanted to get away from talking yeah, about fine, Antrim. Yeah. Um, because, well, I mean, to link it back to that, because we were talking about the the setting and. Um, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Things just doing things differently or doing things in a certain style. Um, and I mentioned watching the headhunter as a, something that does something interesting in a, in a historical setting or a fantasy setting. Yeah. That's it. That's um, it. Yeah. Headhunter would be a great, I'd be well up for that in the, in the future. It's what, it's after our, after what we've already planned for the next month and a half. Well, that's it. Should we talk about that? Oh, yeah, that's but, more um... interesting. That's much more interesting. Let me <laughs> like let me said, whip up the schedule. Have... I think we are done with Antrim. Yeah, folks, um, we tried, we tried, we but t- this is this is easily now probably bottom of the barrel for the dreadcast of episodes and fil- uh, films we've looked at. Mm-hmm. I would categorically say that. Um, yeah, it might be for you. It might be. But I'm highly, I'm yeah. highly assume it might not be. Yeah, like as we said, there's, there's, there are enough reviews out there giving it, giving it good scores and and saying that it's it's worthy of watching. And <laughs> we've both said that we can see the vision. Uh, yeah. We were just let down by the execution. If if that's if you're still you know intrigued by it after what we've said, then by all means check it out and let us know. Yeah. Um, if you agree with us, or if you don't, um, if you don't, that's cool too. It wouldn't do if we all like the same things. Um, but yeah, not, not, not one of my finest moments. That pick. <laughs> we all get one. Up. Everyone gets one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully only one. I, I said this about June, but I think July is a banger of a month by the looks of it for what we've got. Um, tell, 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 uh, all, tell well, the, folks. The, in the first episode of July, well, actually, to cap off June, we will be doing we, next week is Frankenstein part two next of our Monsters of Universal. Uh, that should bring it back up. That should bring us back up to a good level, I think, to a good yeah. hype level. And then, yeah, straight after that, first week in July, we are finishing the gates of hell trilogy with house by the cemetery which you have seen yes i do need to watch it yeah so i don't remember it but um i think it's gonna because we we agreed beyond was better than the city of the living dead yeah so i'm, I'm hoping it carries on that trend that caps off nicely i th- think it will i'm just yeah. tr- i'm trying to because obviously when i first watched it it wasn't it was it was just a film that me and my girlfriend picked one evening was like oh yeah we'll watch this um, and we were on a bit of a kick of older, watching older stuff from the 70s and 80s. Um, but I wasn't, obviously wasn't watching it with my sort of critical podcasting eye. Yeah. I've got I've got memories of 
liking it. Weird, you know, it's weird, fulchy stuff. It's fulchy, yeah, it is fulchy. Um, but weird, entertaining. It's 81 again. Mm. City was 80, Beyond yeah. was 81, and this is just they, churned them out. They pumped them out around this time. I mean, we talked about that in one of the episodes about we went mm-hmm. through a few of the films and they were just months apart. No, there were nothing. Yeah. Um, so after House by Cemetery, we're going to be going on to Species. This was my pick. This is a good pick. This is I'm looking pick. forward to Species. This will be fun. Yeah. This will be fun. Mid-90s fun. Um, I, something about ni- not 80s, you've got classics. was it? 95. 80s, you got classics. 90s, I feel like was fun. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of fun horror films there. Um, oh, also, this did this. This had a few movies. Oh yeah, there's a franchise with this. I, I mean, I knew I knew it had a couple of sequels. Yeah, we got four. Was that four movies? I didn't know it was four. I thought it was three. Oh, more Something content. Something called Species: The Awakening. Is that? A documentary oh, about? oh, we've we've got to we've got to have a film with one of those um, generic subtitles in Reckoning. I think, the re- resurgence, revenge, never back down. Can't species. Work out if that's a separate <laughs> film or. Where are you looking on IMDb? I've just just searched for species ninety five. So it, uh, and species film series movies. So species is the first one. Yeah, there was then, the fourth one. And then the species, and then two, three, and the awakening. Yeah. Yep. So it's the, the awakening one. is the fourth one. With a different Which actress. Is, it's 2007. Yeah. Four out of ten. Um, so, yeah, plenty to go on with the Species yeah. franchise. <laughs> looking, I'm look, looking forward to Species. Because, again, I don't... I can't say for certain that I've seen it properly all the way through start to finish. I, mean, I know I've seen bits of it. A but, group again, not for 20 years. A more. group of scientists try to track down and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully mates with a human. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I feel that's... like there was an X-Files episode that did... Of course there was. ...something similar that was about a, a lady alien having sex with people. Would have been That would have been a succubus, right? And like absorbing them. I've got, vi- I, I, it might be from, maybe it's from, no, because Species, she's sort of, she's got like the H.R. Geiger's animal yeah, yeah. look to her, as, hasn't she? No, this was, um, oh, I don't, I'll, I'll have to find it. It was, it was a TV series. I'm pretty sure it was a TV series. Um, But the premise was very much the same. It was a female, female alien having sex with men, but then she was like absorbing them, like sucking them into a sort of body. I've got a, a very strong image, not like that. A well, very we'll, strong image. We'll get on to bodies sucking into other bodies in a minute. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> but a very strong image of like somebody finding like half a man behind a dumpster as he's been like like interrupted the the feed of this alien. I'll have to find. It, it. sounds like an X Files episode. It might have been an X Files. I really can't remember. But anyway, just um, on on the species, the cast is mad. Natasha Henstridge, Michael Madsen, Ben Kingsley, Forrest Whitaker, Michelle Williams, uh, Alfred Molina. He is the gentleman that played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor. There's some really good talent in this film. Um, yeah. 
that is. Yeah, I see young, young exciting. Michelle Williams. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. This will be a fun one. Um, okay, after Species, middle of June, we will be looking at, and I believe... July, we're in the middle of June Oh, now. sorry, July. This will, be our, this will be the 50th episode. Oh, wow. This episode coming up in the middle of July, after Species, will be Maximum Overdrive. And this is uh, kind of a listener's pick, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, our good friend, Mike who you may know as yes. uh, from the Pocket Knockers, Retro Sesh, uh, No Time to Grind is his current venture. Lots of, he does lots of streaming and gaming stuff and car-related. Tiresome TV. Uh, car He's everywhere. Out there. He's, He's everywhere. everywhere. Out there on the old Twitch and YouTube and what have you. Uh, yes, I was chatting with him the other day and he, he mentioned um, doing some more Stephen King yep. uh, content. And in particular, he mentioned Maximum Overdrive being... Oh yes, gearhead car nut that he is, and uh, yeah, it's a hugely fun film. So I thought it was it was an excellent, excellent oh, yeah. choice. Happy to do this one. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it because I've never seen it. Uh, I know of it. I know the image. Mm-hmm. I know the truck. I know the visual. The basically Green Goblin truck. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. And yeah, that's going to be episode fifty. Nearly fifty episodes of this oh, bollocks century. Of this absolute trash um but it's still going strong we're still going and after that in july the last couple of weeks of july as i talk and talk and talk before i find the schedule again there it is your pick your pick for july sir society i was hoping we do this at some point soon because yeah it's great. Yeah, Society it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was a little uncertain when I when I picked it. Your reaction was was, was like, "Oh, have I picked another?" No, because I'm an, well aware of society. Another dud. No, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not a dud. This is not a dud. <laughs> no, it absolutely is not. All we need to so... do is talk about the last scene. I, I was, I've told you I've been re-watching the In Search of Darkness uh, yeah. docs and it, it came up on that and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to watch that again at some point. That's my podcast pick. Easy. If, if you've easy never winning. seen Society, folks, don't go and Google it. Don't look at any research. Just watch it. Blind. Just watch it. If you watch it blind. And yeah. then listen not, to it. Not this. even going <laughs> to tell you what it's about now. Not even going to give you a little brief no, synopsis. No. Just... Just watch it. Just watch it. Yep. 1989 Society. <sighs> yeah. Brilliant. And then to cap off July, we got part three, obviously, of Monsters Universal, which will be the original non-Brendan Fraser, The Mummy. Boris Karloff. The original Boris Karloff Mummy. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that's July. Quite eclectic uh, mix. Right there. And then we will be doing two episodes in August and then taking a little break and then back in September. Uh, right, so in fact, the, what were the episodes in August? Did you? Oh, it's one of your pick, your pick and my pick. We've not picked yet, though, have we? I've picked, but you haven't picked. Maybe we'll oh, hold off on that until mid July, and we'll, we'll we'll discuss it. Yeah, then. I'll have a think about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Couple. Of, I've got a few. I've got a little short list of ones I wanted to. Well, you're on thin ice. <laughs> no, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be something. I'll just I'll just go on, you know. I'll pick from the top 10 of the widely considered best horror films ever made, just to be safe. Yeah, just, just to be safe, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I'm kind of tempted to do The Exorcist, to be honest. I've been dying to rewatch that. 
Why not? Well, think about it. There we go. It. That's oh, my yeah, pick. Okay. Well, well, there we uh, go. Double, let's, let's do the Exorcist. Why not? So, okay, August then. The two films we do in August. Exorcist, first week of August, second week of August. Uh, being my birthday, we'll be doing Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Very excited for that. Yeah. Do you want a party? Excellent. It's Brilliant. party time. <laughs> yes, can't wait. So yeah, that is your rundown for the next month and a half. Next two months, Ooh, basically, from now. Spoiled. We treat so, you. We treat you. And sprinkling the odd little bit of game content as well on the YouTube mm. channel, which is YouTube at The Dreadcast. Go check it out. Uh, there is of a little course. bit of game content there already of the technical test of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game, but there will also be footage of the game itself coming in probably September time when we get around to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I believe that yeah, is... Yeah, when we come back after the break. That's the... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to downloading that Texas... No, yes. Not the no, Texas no, you're Chainsaw not, not going to do that. Avenger, <laughs> the, the Texas The Toxic Texas demo. Yeah, still got it wrong. It's Toxic Crusader. <laughs> Crusader. Still got it wrong. <laughs> We're good at this. Uh, yes, I'm going to get that downloaded so I can have a little play on yeah. that. That is great news. But yeah, there we go, folks. That was Antrim. Yep, don't the, watch it. The horriblest movie ever ever made. Yeah, if this uh, episode... This was the Dreadcast. It was, it was. Uh, check it all out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. Again, all by searching the Dreadcast and Instagram and Twitter by searching the Dreadcast. And do not forget, if you want to get in touch <laughs> with us... By more primitive means. <laughs> Not quite snail mail, but you can also email us. Drop us a line at thedreadcastpod at gmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts. Well, you were going to give out your home your address f- then. Send us letters. <laughs> send us. Send me a letter. Send me parcels. Well, pre- send me yeah, just send us stuff. Buy us stuff. Send- <laughs> Buy us stuff. Someone's <laughs> going to send you Antrim on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, I will treasure it. Treasure it forever. Right. Um, yes, let's go. Let's can. go. Let's leave. Let's Until get out of here. Until next time, guys. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.